0: Today, on Snap Judgment, we're going to spotlight an incredible podcast from KALW. It's called Uncuffed. It's a show made by people behind bars in California prisons who share intimate stories of struggles and triumphs, heartache and forgiveness. Back in 2020, when the pandemic spread across the country, one of the hardest hit populations were the incarcerated. And here in the Bay, San Quentin State Prison suffered one of the worst outbreaks of coronavirus in the nation, ultimately infecting more than half the people inside and claiming 29 lives. And for about a year, friends and family haven't been able to visit their loved ones in prison due to the pandemic. But letters to the inside, they are always a lifeline, especially during a lockdown. And today from Uncuffed, we're going to hear from Adamu Chan, who was recently released from San Quentin, while his friend Edmund is still on the inside. Snap Judgment.
1: Every day when they do mail call, like, you know, you're hoping that you get some kind of word from the outside, some affirmation, you know, some good news, anything. I got a letter from my man Edmund. CSP San Quentin... San Quentin, California, 94964. Yeah, that's familiar. I remember um, addressing my... I've known Edmund for over two years now, a little over two years now. Um, I met Edmund in San Quentin in the Shakespeare program. Uh, We were both aspiring actors, but I think how we became close was... um, through filmmaking and through the First Watch program at San Quentin, and we began spending like every day with each other. He's actually my best friend, and uh, it's really exciting to get a letter from him on the day before his birthday. So I'm gonna Go ahead and open this up. All right, here it goes. Uh, Adamu. Adamu. I hope this letter finds finds you surrounded by your loved ones and with a deeper appreciation for your freedom. How are you doing? What's the adjustment to the streets been like for you? Man, when I got the news that you would be going home, a flood of emotions overcame me. I was excited, anxious, and sad. The bittersweetness of the moment, realizing that the man whose soul I fell in love with over the last couple of years would no longer be near me. It's hard to take world. on the weight of the world alone, but with you everything was bearable. I'm truly happy you're home where you belong. As for myself, I'm doing good. I mean, every day that I wake up is a blessing, you know? I have no complaints. Okay, that's a lie. It's been nine months and some change, and I still can't stand this modified program and 23-hour lockdown. Then, to add insult to injury after quote-unquote recovering from COVID-19, I have not been the same. I'm what you call a long hauler, still suffering from the after effects of the virus. Around three months ago, I started to have heart palpitations, pressure on my lungs and my short-term memory was gone. No is gone. The one thing that I hate the most is that I can't sleep. Anyway, the doctor diagnosed me with mild depression, prescribed me three milligrams of melatonin, and referred me to mental health. I still can't sleep. I know you suggested I see a therapist a long time ago, and honestly, I should have taken your advice. It's been a minute since I heard your voice, so when we talk now over the phone, it's awkward. Awkward because my body, my senses are searching for you, but you're not there. I think starting this friendship without using technology to communicate forced us to connect on a deeper level. I miss the sound of your laugh. I miss miss how you would get mad at me for stepping on your shoes because I was always randomly trying to hug you. I miss seeing you in the morning. I remember you made some sushi and put too much wasabi and I bit into it and almost died. Let me be clear, spicy is not the same as lighter fluid being lit in your nostrils, lol. (laughs) I have memories like this one that are a constant reminder of how much I value our relationship and more than anything, how much I miss you. I love you, your best friend, Edmund. Edmund. So I'm going to respond to Edmund. It's, a, it's his birthday. And I think this letter took about two and a half hours to type. I don't have great handwriting like he does. But I think going through the process of actually writing the letter was really difficult um, because I know how much a birthday means and I know that it's a celebration that should be shared with uh, family and loved ones and um, you know I I hope that uh, Edmund was able to celebrate in the right way and so I wanted to express that in this letter. Edmund, I hope you're doing as well as possible despite the circumstances. It's your birthday today, and I'm thinking about you intensely, wondering how you're feeling, what you're eating, who you're with, and if you're laughing, a deep, joyful laugh that comes from deep down in a place untouched by the prison. Maybe I'm an idealist, but it feels like a radical act to celebrate your birthday in prison, to reclaim that part of yourself that is beyond any conception of a cage made for a human being. My hope is that today your joy doesn't feel contained by the walls that surround you or the judgments of those who don't know you because they've been taught not to see you. But I know that's a tall task. I was there and I know that the most difficult thing to overcome is this realization that the prison has gotten inside of us, that it has built walls between parts of ourselves, imprisoned our most precious gifts and obstructed the vision of our true purpose. It is something that I struggle with out here in the quote-unquote free world, where I see shadows of the prison everywhere in this new Bay Area that I've entered. The Bay Area, and I'm sure this is true of all urban spaces across the U.S., is a place where every home, every business has a Black Lives Matter sign, but I don't see many black people in the Bay Area anymore. And this leads me to thinking about how this place called the Bay Area is police, who's allowed to be here and who's not, And then from that, what I'm doing here. How I'm policing my own self to fit into some norm that makes my presence here acceptable and not a threat. And when we cut off part of ourselves to better fit into the spaces designed to contain us, we move farther away from ourselves, become less of ourselves, and ultimately become part of the prison itself. Sorry, did that get a little too abstract? I think I just wanted to make the point that the relationship that we built, our friendship has been key to disrupting all of this. It is where I'm able to be my truest self, where I learned the practice of accountability and care in relationships, where together we played a part in creating a vibrant arts and academic community on the inside. But most importantly, our relationship allowed me to see beyond the walls that blocked our view of the ocean and horizon, to see myself outside. I love you, brother. You don't even know. Thank you for sharing all of your precious stories with me Even though Even though I know you only gain the power of storytelling Through suffering I'm happy that you are finding ways to care for yourself In spite of such dire circumstances And in the absence of much direct support Know that you are always here with me And I am always there And I will do everything in my power to see you are home sooner than you think. Happy Born Day, Edmund. I love you. Adamu. So about to drop uh this letter off to Edmund. Had to drive a couple blocks to go find a uh mailbox. But um I think it's something to be said about the lengths that folks go to keep these relationships alive. You know, we can't just pick up a phone and call them or send them a text message or send them an email. You know, it's really important for me. Uh, to know that Edmonds knows that he's supported out here and um, that these words reach him. Um, so I'm hoping that this letter finds its way to him soon. About to drop it in here. I put some pictures in there and also some stamps so he can write me back or write whoever he wants to. So uh, yeah, hopefully this letter gets to him. Hopefully it gets to him quick. The prison isn't just the physical walls that um, keep folks from their communities. It's also like this ideology that, like, People are separated. That these people over here are bad, and these people over here are something else, right? And so, part of that is, yeah, my responsibility to folks that are still inside, and for them to know that they're still part of this community. This, we're still part of a greater community. I try to overcome like these 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 artificial boundaries that that, that seem like they exist.
0: Whole team over at Uncuffed, and a big thanks to Adamu Chan and Edmund Richardson for reading their letters. This piece from Uncuffed was produced by Adamu Chan, Nina against their Angela Johnston, Pat McCity Miller, and Eli Worshafter. You can listen to Uncuffed wherever you get your podcast, where they have a full version of this story that includes more letters from loved ones. Be sure to follow and subscribe we have links to all that
1: is uncuffed on our website, snapjudgment.org.